Welcome to another episode of Behind the Catch Fence. I'm your host, David Hoffman. Today is episode 39, and we got a special silly season update. But before I get into that, let's see where you can watch the podcast and listen to it. So, you can watch it on YouTube, as you're probably watching right now, or you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can also follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Behind Catch. And Twitter... There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of fun things I'm always posting on there, and you know, Twitter is a lot of fun to use. Uh, Instagram, I'm sorry to you guys, I know I have to be more consistent with posting on Instagram, but you know, we're working on it. Uh, but today, yeah, we got a lot to talk about with silly season and all the moves that have already happened, and just talking about what could happen and just my opinions on the moves that could happen and what have happened already. So uh, let's get right into it, guys. <laughs> Now, it was officially announced yesterday that Jack Harvey would be driving the number 45 Hy-V Honda for Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing. This is yesterday. And uh, my graphics, uh, as you'll see later on, they say uh, the number 45 car roulette, which actually is the number 30 roulette because Ray Hall Letterman, they decided to basically mess with all our heads <laughs> and uh we all thought oh yeah he's gonna go to the 30 naturally and the 45 car since everyone is you know kind of doing their little like routine like their little uh what's the word oh gosh they're doing like their little like uh lineup per se of Askew, Ferrucci, uh Lungard and uh, we all thought oh yeah the 45 that's gonna be you know it's gonna be one of those three, but actually Jack Harvey is the driver for that. And uh, I was on the press conference Zoom yesterday with uh, Harvey and Bobby Rahal, the team owner. Um, I think it's a great fit, first off. Um, I love the fact that, you know, you, for Harvey, he's worked so hard the past couple years. You go from part-time, I know back in 2017, he was uh, with Andretti Autosport just for the Indy 500. And that turned into part-time with uh, Meyer Shank Racing 2018 and 2019. And um and 2020 i believe doing a full season and also 2021 and uh, for him it's just they've been so consistent and i think having harvey be able to finally have a great like outlet to be able to have like a, a top team that you know they're going to produce every week and they're their own they're their own like full team at ray hall let and lanigan racing they don't have that technical alliance with anyone with like an andretti or something like that which is what Meyer Shank Racing had, and I think overall for Harvey, it's just going to be a great, a great way to bounce off information from guys like Graham Rahal, and obviously, you know, no, not, no slight to Elio Castroneves at all, because that was a great, <laughs> great to bounce off like from him last year. Um, so I think overall, it's going to be a great, great thing for Harvey, and uh, you know, he's only scratching the surface for what he can do in his career, and what's one of the top things he mentioned in, in the press conference yesterday is just the fact that he's so hungry to be able to finally have like an opportunity to win every single race for the most part and I think he's only going to make Ray Hall stronger in the long run as well and I think those two they're going to push each other and what Bobby Ray Hall said yesterday is you want to have a teammate that you're competitive with that you can compete with and push each other he's like because if you don't have a teammate that's like competitive with you you don't up your game as much and you know Harvey and and uh, Ray Hall they're going to be able to like have that competition that friendly competition that all right you you got third yesterday all right i'm gonna see if i can one up that and get second yeah you know, that, that kind of thing and i think for both of them it's going to be a great great just thing for them and uh we'll get to the number 30 car here in a second as well um 
and see where who their third team it'll end up being. <laughs> One of the most intriguing moves was Roman Grosjean officially being announced as the uh, replacement for Ryan hunter Ray in the number 28 DHL Honda at Andretti Autosport. Um, you know, that was announced at Long Beach on that Friday uh, during you know, before practice began. And uh, for Grosjean, that's a huge move um, for a guy that was in Formula One and just such a bottom, just at the bottom, just with not a very good team with uh, Haas F1, come over to Dale Coyne Racing with Rick Ware. Um, and compete so well and really adapt to IndyCar racing, uh, you know, and he's just, he's loved every second of it. And it's just so cool to see a guy just really feel rejuvenated after coming over from Formula One. And, uh, yeah, I know I said something about like how is, is Gro you know, what is Grosjean's, what should we expect from him? And I feel like this, I feel like he'll be a top, top 10 driver overall. Um, but I think people have to remember that Andretti Autosport, they have their fair share of issues that they still need to work out and just get the kinks out of it. Like, last year, uh, it was pretty much terrible outside of Herta, uh, competing for wins, getting two wins, and um, and just Alexander Rossi, first off, he hasn't won a race in two years. Uh, when Hunter Ray was in the number 28 DHL Honda, he didn't win a race for two years. Hinch, coming back full-time, wasn't competitive at all, and outside of uh, the Nashville fiasco. <laughs> um, and with, you know, and it's just like, you, none of these drivers, they forgot how to drive. That's just not how that works. And I know Andretti, they, they, I know Rossi had mentioned in an article how they struggled with, as soon as they put on the aero screen, just how much that put them back, the push them back. And I still think they're trying to figure out a lot of technical, technical things. And, and for Grosjean, I think it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. Uh, especially on the ovals, and I think the Indy 500, that whole month is going to be so crucial for Grosjean to be able to just to get comfortable and just to really see his growth and development, and I think he'll easily, like, like his strength is really much just really adapting well, and I think Grosjean is going to be in for a great season overall. He might squeak in a win here or there. I think when you have, like, a, a like a, I guess, a more reliable uh, team like an Andretti Autosport, he probably would have won at uh, the Indy GP or, I mean, Laguna Seca towards the end, he was hauling through there. Um, there's a lot of races that he could potentially win next year. I think his ceiling right now would be like around fourth to sixth in points, but I think overall it's going to be a learning curve, but I think he'll be up for the challenge. <laughs> Pagano in neon pink. I mean, that's a big, a bit of a steep learning curve for learning curve per se, from uh, that good old uh, neon yellow Menards car, which I'm really disappointed we're not going to be able to really see too much. Who knows? Maybe a uh, new garden or power will end up, or McLaughlin will end up like running it at some point next year. But I'm going to miss that Menards uh, neon yellow. Um, but yeah, Pagano was announced uh, the Monday after the race at Laguna or at Long Beach uh, that he'd be running. As a running mate for with uh, Meyer Shank Racing and uh, Elio Castrodeves is teammate at Team Penske. So um, for for those two, that's an incredible, incredible like duo right there. You bring guys that have won like 30 plus races in the series, and guys that have won 5500 combined and a one championship, and just that Penske pedigree that you're able to 
like it just helps every team elevate their game better like and it's really rare for a team Penske driver to go somewhere else because Rogers as loyal as can be and now that two like former team Penske drivers are on the same team like it's only going to bode well and they're on the cusp of being elite um obviously you know Elio had his moments last year Indy 500 win uh, I think he ran ninth or 10th at Nashville. Had a lot of good runs, just didn't come together at times. The speed is there. Um, the Andretti Autosport Alliance, that'll continue to help. But I just think that for both drivers, it's going to be a great refresher. And they really gel well. Uh, you saw it on uh, out on uh, the front stretch after Elio won his fourth. Uh, you know, Pagano and Elio, they were hugging. And, uh, you know, it's just a great moment for them. Um, but I think... It's going to take a couple races uh, to really work out everything. And really, for Pagano, he can gel anywhere. I mean, he was successful at uh, Aero McLaren when they were still Schmidt-Peterson. Uh, and obviously, when he came to Team Penske, that won a championship Indy 500, so you can't top that. Um, but, yeah, for, for both guys, it's going to be a great, great uh, just change. And I think by the end of the season, we could be saying they're in that same category as a Team Penske, as a Chip Ganassi Racing. It all very much depends on how they gel and just how they just, um, you know, go through the course of the season with a team that's not as highly funded as those other teams. And we'll really get to see just how good these drivers are uh, in that scenario where they have to kind of carry the team in a way. No, it's not the 45 car, David. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to my graphics person, which is literally me. Uh, but yes, it's the 30 car roulette. So you can only choose one. Um, so basically, uh, in the press conference yesterday, Bobby Rahal basically said that uh, the 30 car will be announced by the end of October. So we'll know by then. Um, and right now, it really sounds like it's going to be Christian Lungard um, currently running a F2 um, for Alpine Formula One. Um, so I, the only reason I, I feel like he's being considered as much as he is, is because of the funding. Um, I'm personally not a fan of that move. It, if it does happen, just because of the fact that first off Santino Ferrucci, I know he's not considered in the running for it anymore. He had mentioned last week at, uh, during the Xfinity weekend, he wasn't in the running anymore. Uh, but to me that that's not going to bode well for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know enough about Christian Longard. I mean, obviously he ran the NDG, yeah, the NDGP, um, and um, one of the how many races they've run there <laughs> in the last two years. But qualified fourth, ended up finishing twelfth, which is a great run for him, uh, especially coming flying over and not knowing much about the sport. And he kind of, he kind of just like burst onto the scene in a way. And I think overall it's going to go well for him if he is in fact that driver, but. I mean, you got to look at Santino Ferrucci, how he was able to adapt to everything last year or during 2021. The fact that every single, he had four out of the five races were in the top 10, two sixth place finishes um, to start off his campaign. And I believe those in Detroit, um, Indy 500 in Detroit. Um, but for Ferrucci, I just still feel like he has that drive that any team owner is going to want. And I'm sure like someone's going to pick him up for a part-time ride at some point. Uh, and I think he's really happy with being in the, in the Xfinity series right now with the stock car program, but 
and obviously Oliver Askew, he had some great runs. Um, I know there was some bad luck, and you know, he had a good qualifying effort uh, at Laguna Seca, where I think he qualified fifth or something like that, um, but it just didn't pan out too well. Uh, any of those drivers would be great, but I just feel like the number one option should have been Santino Ferrucci, but unfortunately, uh, it's not going to happen. And um, yeah, we'll have to see. It could be. It's probably going to be Christian Lungard, though. <laughs> yep. Now the waiting game. Uh, as you see, the Air Force and Ed Carpenter Racing, they're kind of on hold right now. We don't know if Connor Daly's going to wind up being in the number 20 um, car next year, just because of uh, the Air Force, they always wait until the end of the year. So December, uh, November, December is when we'll probably find out Daly's fate, unfortunately. Uh, for Connor, it, the bad luck Connor, it, it's as real as can be. Uh, you just hate it because he has great qualifying efforts and then something goes wrong or vice versa. And then the thing is like, he's making up all these spots and you see on when you're watching on TV, just he's always the biggest mover in the field because he's having to start back in 19th or 20th. And you're, you end up getting up to 13th, which may not sound good finishing wise, but the fact that you gained seven spots, like if let's say you start at 10th, you're finishing on the podium. And for daily, it's just getting that consistency key is key. Um, and I know he had mentioned when I talked to him at Laguna Seca just how the inner team battles is just always just a big part of that. And he said, you know, we're out qualifying our teammate, which is uh, Renus VK, who had a, got a contract extension right before the end of the season. So VK will be back in 2022 with Ed Carpenter Racing. Um, this for Daly, um, you know, if it's not Daly, which I know he had mentioned before just how he's he feels like he's the only person that can really do a great job with, uh, you know, doing all like the PR stuff, uh, just interacting with the fans with the Air Force. And, and I think um, it's, it all came together really well. And I hope that it stays like this, but it sounds like Ryan Hunter Ray could potentially be in the number 20. Um, we're not quite sure yet. Um, but you know, as the as the months go on, we'll probably hear a lot more. But as of right now, we'll have to wait until November, December for a decision on the Air Force and Connor Daly. For Ryan Hunter Ray, uh, not a whole lot to mention. His name has been mentioned with Ed Carpenter Racing, AJ Foyt Racing. It all just really depends on just, I believe, the Air Force and what they end up doing if they end up retaining Connor Daly. Uh, if that doesn't go through, then I think that opens the door wide open for Ryan Hunter Ray. Um, but for right now, it sounds like it'll either be Ed Carpenter Racing or AJ Foyt Racing. Uh, of course, Sebastian Bourdais, we'll get that get to him in a second. Uh, that also plays a factor in Hunter Ray's uh, outlook as well. <laughs> The mayor of Hinchtown, James Hinchcliffe, uh, he has a plethora of options to say the least. Um, as as for IndyCar specifically, I, you know, his name could be with Dale Coyne Racing. I I think the most realistic option for IndyCar would probably be with either Dale Coyne Racing uh, with Rick Ware. Um, that could be a good option for him, or he could do Carlin, which we'll talk about Carlin here in a second as well. Um, there's also um, Maybe the thought of him running a fifth entry with Andretti Autosport just for the Indy 500, the Indy GP, and then 
uh, Toronto as well. I know. Um, I thought it was interesting the other day when uh, Grosjean and Johnson were doing their uh, rookie tests. Uh, Hinch was on pit road, um, you know, helping Grosjean out, just standing around the team with Andretti Autosports. So that could be me reading it, reading into something, but to nothing. But you know, who knows? Uh, Hinch could go on that side of things part time, could be full time. But it sounds like it's going to be something along those lines of like a part time deal, maybe. Uh, I know he's got a lot of things that he's putting together. And, uh, yeah, for all we know, you know, TV will probably be, um, a, an option, um, whether that's the SRX. Also, he could, I, I could see a, a realistic option where Hinch runs, uh, just the month of May in Toronto and then runs pretty much all the SRX races, because I'm sure, you know, with him being in the booth as well, that helped, that helped out a lot, and, um, he tested those cars as well, so that could be an option, um, but Marshall Pruitt, uh, Racer Magazine, had mentioned that, uh, a full-time IMSA ride in a GT class would be a has been talked about a lot. So that'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. But regardless, Hinch he'll be somewhere doing something, uh, no matter what, whether it's with his with his hands or his mouth. You know, he'll be he'll be uh, covered uh, money-wise at least uh, with either like an NBC IndyCar or SRX on CBS, something along those lines, or driving a race car to. 35 plus so you know who knows about hinch but you know i'm sure that'll get resolved here soon <laughs> takuma sato was officially announced that he would not be returning to ray hall let him in lanigan racing uh the season or going forward uh but for sato it sounds like dale coin racing is going to be announced here really soon um as uh, marshall pruitt from racer magazine said is pretty much imminent that's going to happen um and for Sato, I think that'll be a great spot for him. Um, no matter where he goes, he's going to be competitive. He's going to get Dale Coyne Racing into a good spot to where they're competing for top 10s and competing for wins when it matters most, like the Indy 500. And I think this year could be Dale Coyne Racing's best season to potentially steal an Indy 500 win away. And for Sato, I think it'll be great. Uh, you know, I think he's on the back end of his career. Um, we could see him there for two, three years. Who knows? Uh, what he wants to do, but he still has that drive, still has the no attack, no chance uh, motto, and you know, we always know that <laughs> whenever Sato's out on track, he's going to be electric, and he's going to push every single just button to the max to try and get a win, so uh, Dale Coin Racing with uh, Takuma Sato is probably going to happen here soon, and uh, yeah, we'll take a look uh, out for that as well. <laughs> Sebastian Bourdais, uh, he was announced that he'd be, well, not officially announced, but he'll be uh, going to Chip Ganassi Racing full-time in the IMSA part in their DPI program. Uh, Bourdais is going to do electric things there, as he always does, no matter where he's at. Um, and it sounds like it's all up to Larry Foyt, um, owner of uh, AJ Foyt Racing, um, what he wants to do with uh, Bourdais. Um, Bourdais could be doing part-time. I've also heard that Tatiana Calderon uh, she she had tested for AJ, AJ Foyt Racing a couple weeks ago. She could be an option to split that ride uh, with Bourdais, so we'll have to wait and see about that. But for now, it sounds like at least Bourdais will have a full-time IMSA ride uh, for the DPI program at Chip Ganassi Racing. <laughs> An 
Now, Carlin Racing gets a little interesting because it's unclear whether they'll even be in the paddock next year. Uh, I heard that they've already sold their uh, chassis and their cars from their Indy Lights program, um, you know, and we just don't know if they'll end up retaining Max Chilton or not. Uh, obviously, if Connor Daly were to not uh, return with Ed Carpenter Racing, he could end up with um, with Carlin Racing. And uh, for Carlin, says you want to be able to see them continue uh, to stay in the sport because they've helped so much and, you know, they've brought along guys that, you know, like a, a Pato Award when he uh, competed at the Indy 500, uh, unfortunately, wasn't able to get in uh, back in 2019. And um, But, you know, for Carlin, you want to hope, you just hope to see them back and, uh, you know, we'll have to see here in the coming uh, months what they end up doing. <laughs> Now this is what I'm really excited about. Uh, of all, about, out of all these, um, so it was uh, mentioned that racer from Racer Magazine's Marshall Pruitt. He said that uh, Don Kusick and um, Stefan Wilson are working on a part-time slash full-time uh, ride potentially. Whether that's uh, aligning with another team or if that's starting their own starting their own thing, because uh, I know apparently it went really really well at the Indy 500 this past year. Um, Stephen Wilson, such a great ambassador for IndyCar, such a great ambassador just for any sponsor. Um, and uh, so that could be really interesting to get him finally able to get like a part-time, full-time ride. Uh, it's, a, it's been a long time coming for Wilson and uh, you know, we're just hoping that you know, Stefan's able to be out on track a whole lot more because he is so deserving. He's won a lot of races in Indy Lights and he's more than re prepared and ready. <laughs> This is also pretty interesting, uh, Dale Coyne Racing uh, with uh, Vassar Sullivan. Um, Vassar Sullivan, they, it's been mentioned before that they could break off from Dale Coyne Racing and wind up starting their own team. Um, and that, I know that could could happen 2023 around that, but with uh, all the news uh, going around, it could wind up being even earlier. Um, it just really depends on what drivers are available, because uh, I know for Dale Coyne Racing, um, there's an option with uh, Indy Lights driver David Malukas. Uh, he's looking to get into IndyCar. He'll bring some funding from his father. Um, and it sounds like that um, that could be a potential option for uh, for Dale Coyne Racing, at least, to uh, have uh, a uh, Malukas um, Dale Coyne Racing co-entry type of thing where uh, his father's funding it, um, and then they could wind up having that kind of work out. So then David Malukas is running for Dale Coyne Racing. Um, but for Vassar Sullivan, they could just wind up having their own team. Uh, it's just a lot of just gray areas where uh, we kind of have to wait and see. And, uh, you know, we'll give, give as much information as we can uh, when it comes out. <laughs> Who knew that the Indy Lights champ would be struggling to find a ride in IndyCar? Well, for uh, Kyle Kirkwood, it's been that kind of time right now because uh, Kirkwood doesn't come with all the funding in the world. Um, his uh, teammate uh, at Andretti Autosport, Devlin uh, DeFrancesco, he's going to end up um, taking the 29 car um, for Andretti Autosport because he has the funding. Uh, so he'll be full-time next year in the 29 car. Uh, but just for now with, um, with Kirkwood, we just don't know because uh, he could have like a part-time role with Andretti Autosport, which is sad to say because just for Kirkwood, it's just like you're the Indy Lights champion. You've won how many races in the season and pretty much dominated. And for Kirkwood, it's 
it has to be frustrating. Um, and I'm sure Andretti, they want to make sure that they don't lose a guy like Kirkwood. Um, but something could wind up, you know, because I know he has that connection with uh, Vassar Sullivan, at least on the Acura side, um, in IMSA. So maybe that could open up a potential uh, partnership where he hops over to Vassar Sullivan and their own funded team. Maybe Andretti were to help with like a technical alliance, something like with Dale Coyne Racing and Vassar Sullivan have done before. That could be an option. Uh, it's a far, far reach, but uh, for Kirkwood, there's a lot of options. Um, but you just hope to see him competing for Rookie of the Year because he most definitely deserves it. You know, winning the Indy Lights Championship, um, that holds a lot of weight. And uh, you know, we'll have to see what happens with Kirkwood. Uh, there's only a matter of time before you know we hear something because I know he had posted on Instagram, look out for the coming days. So uh, we'll have to see what those uh, announcements could potentially be. <laughs> Now, the final note, um, Uncos Racing, they'll be competing full-time in the IndyCar Series this uh, upcoming season with Callum Eilat um, as the full-time driver. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about Eilat. He drove the last uh, three races. Uh, he ran the the West Coast Swing um, for that team. And um, for him, it was a, I'm glad that they stuck with him going into next season because he has that familiarity with the team. Um, his first time in IndyCar, he's able to get three races under his belt, pretty much kind of like a a test run for three races and I like that Uncos they're able to they're gonna stay with one guy and they're gonna build around him and uh, it's such a family oriented organization and um, for Uncos it's gonna be great to see what strides they make going forward I know they're competing the past couple races uh, like around where Jimmy Johnson and uh, you know those guys were competing so it's a good measuring stick for a guy like Eilat who's still learning um, a whole lot and really young. So uh, for Uncos, it's going to be a great opportunity for them to really build their program. And who knows, maybe by the end of the season, they'll be going elsewhere. By the end of 2022, maybe they'll go elsewhere with like a driver. But for now, it seems like Eilat is their guy and they're going to build around him. And it's going to be great to see what he's capable of doing. <laughs> Overall, silly season is always <laughs> silly to say the least. Uh, I thought it was funny, Jack Harvey yesterday. He's like, you know, just it lives up to its name. It's silly. You just don't know what's gonna come out. You know, no matter how ludicrous it is, uh, it could be stupid. Who knows? But you know, at the end of the day, like silly seasons, just always so much fun. It's basically IndyCar's free agency period. Um, so it's 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 just always a lot of fun to talk about. There's so many scenarios I know, like every year, whether it's NASCAR or IndyCar, you're like. Ooh, this driver, you know, he's he's a free agent. He can do whatever he wants. And you're like, you start going through these dream scenarios. Oh, I'd want so-and-so with this car. You know, uh, there's just so many scenarios. And um, just for, for Indy cards, you know, it's been a lot more rampant recently. And it's cool that a guy like Grosjean has such a big move to go to Andretti Autosport because it attracts a whole lot more attention to the sport because you got a guy from Formula One and now he's going to a huge team. And no, I'm not going to talk about Andretti Autosport and uh, the potential of <laughs> going to Formula One. Um, yeah, that's for a different day, and I have a lot of interesting thoughts on that. But, um, but yeah, silly season is always just a lot of fun, and um, I hope you guys have been enjoying this episode. Now, next week, I'm not sure if we'll have an episode. Um, uh, working hard on a documentary, which I think you guys will really like. Uh, it's basically going to profile... 
just the podcast, how it's gotten to where it is today, just a little bit of background on me, uh, just my passions for motorsports, and uh, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it, so I'll be working hard on that. Uh, so probably the next video will be a documentary, so look out for that in the next couple weeks, within a month, because it has to be due for <laughs> senior projects uh, on November 2nd, so I got under a month to do it. So uh, we're going to grind it out, we're going to do it, and uh, it's going to be the best that I can do. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, it's always great just seeing the subscriber count go up, uh, the listeners going up, and just seeing the positive feedback that I've gotten. Uh, I appreciate all of you guys, and uh, if, you know, make sure to follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Behind Catch. Uh, make sure to listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, I really, really appreciate you, pre appreciate you guys listening, and I uh, hope you guys have a great day, and I'll catch you later.